we are in the midst of uh, respiratory illness season. In fact, we're not even yet technically at the start of winter. And it's been a rough couple of months so far as we've been hit with sort of the triple whammy of COVID, influenza, RSV, as well as colds and, and other viruses that are circulating. And kids in particular have been hard hit this time around, especially with influenza and RSV. So why? And that's kind of the question, why? Is it just that this is a really bad year for those diseases? Is it just the confluence of all of them circulating? Is part of it somehow the consequence of the last few years? Maybe because kids have been shielded from some of these diseases, there's a more susceptible population right now. It's a concern maybe that COVID infections have, have affected the immune system in some way. And maybe that's a factor here. So it's hard to know for sure. Uh, the good news, I guess, is that it appears as though some of this is peaking. I saw some data today that RSV hospitalizations in the U.S. have been uh, coming down almost as quickly as they went up over the last couple of months. We're starting to see some downward trajectory when it comes to pediatric influenza hospitalizations in Canada. Hopefully those trends continue, but we still got some tough weeks and months ahead. Uh, joining us for some thoughts on all this, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, uh, Dr. Allison McGeer, infectious disease specialist, microbiologist at Sinai Health Systems uh, in Toronto. Dr. McGeer, good to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Pleasure to be here. Uh, so in terms of where we're seeing some some signs of, of hope here, optimism, uh, are, is that your sense that maybe we've, we've peaked or are starting to peak on some of this? Well, it definitely looks as if flu season has peaked, which is great. You know, the flu season was early this year, not impossibly early. Um, so could have just been flu doing what flu does. But I think most of us think that it was early because uh, we haven't had it for two years um, because of the pandemic. And it's hit kids very hard for precisely that reason. Um, but it does look like flu is coming down. Now, sometimes, you know, you've got to be really cautious with what influenza does because mm -hmm. it makes its own mind up. We have had in a few years uh, a trail of influenza B at the end of the season. So far, there's no indication that that's happening, uh, which is great. So hopefully we'll have a season like Australia, which is, you know, up, very busy and down, and it'll be pretty much over by mid to end of January. So, so that should help some, mm -hmm. at least. Yeah, that's encouraging. Okay. Yeah, that's encouraging. You know, then, then the, then the problem is with COVID, we're beginning to see, you know, XBB coming up. And if we all get together over the holidays with lots of people and XBB, which is more immune evasive than some of the other variants increases, we might see less flu, but more COVID, which I think is still making people a bit edgy, won't, right. won't be so bad then for pediatrics but it'll put more pressure on adult hospital beds. And with RSV, we really don't know. Traditionally, RSV goes up and it stays up for most of the winter. So we, it's, it, it's nice that it appears to be going down in the States, and hopefully that will happen here. Um, but it may be more likely that we're going to continue to see RSV throughout the winter. So it, you know, January and February are still a little mm -hmm. bit hard to predict. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so there's a lot of unique factors this year in, in having all of these viruses circulating at once and, and just whatever the impact of the last few years has been in making some of the population more susceptible. We've got a, you know, I, I think this is a tougher strain of, of influenza that's been circulating. So I guess if we look to the why, 
Is, is, is it a whole bunch of things? It, well, it's mostly that the measures that we took to stop the transmission of COVID worked really well to stop the transmission of RSV and flu. Mm-hmm. So we, for two years, we had essentially no influenza and not very much RSV in Canada, except a little bit in Quebec. And so what that means for kids is that we have we have two whole birth cohorts of kids, kids who were born in 2020 and kids who were born in 2021, who until this fall had never had flu or RSV. That's particularly bad for flu because each year in your first two years of life, there's about a 40% chance that you will get infected with influenza. Very, very common. So we went into this winter with this huge group of kids who normally would have had influenza infections before and would be at much lower risk who had never had influenza before. And that experience that, that's clearly, in my mind, a sufficient explanation for why flu has been so bad um, in pediatric hospitals. You'll notice that it hasn't been so bad in adult hospitals, okay? Right. It's not been, you know, not been great, but it's a kind of an average H3N2 season in adult hospitals this winter so far, but it's been really bad in kids. And the most likely explanation of that is this issue of just kids not having been exposed for two years and everybody catching up at the same time. There are some interesting questions about whether having had a COVID infection might alter your immune system. There's some lab work that suggests that that might be true. But I don't think there's any, there's no clinical evidence yet. We haven't seen it in actual infections. And I don't think we need it to explain what's going on this winter. It really, it's, it's in my mind, perfectly well explained by the fact that we didn't have these viruses for two years. And it, it would have been nice if, if we hadn't had COVID at the same time, right? You know, so. So it was a it was a benefit um, at some level, um, but I think we we failed to appreciate how hard the catch up was going to be. Well, that's the thing, and it's interesting because you know, and, and, and you know, my kids are, are in their their late teens now, but I remember those those early years where you know kids do get sick. You don't want yep. them to get sick, but it does happen. Um, you know, it, it seems at some level counterintuitive, the idea of, you know, sickness to prevent sickness, which is not the goal necessarily. We don't want kids to get RSV or, or influenza, but obviously when it does happen, it does build up some, I guess, population level immunity, if, if, if that's fair to say. So, I mean, how do we look at, at the impact of the last few years? Because at an individual level, you know, parents were probably happy. They didn't want their kids to get the flu or RSV. It's a good thing if kids don't get sick. Well, yeah, it really, so, you know, one of the things it really tells you is how wonderful it's going to be when we get RSV vaccines. And Mm -hmm. if we get out of the last few years of the the pandemic and what we've learned about making better vaccines, if we get good flu vaccines, because it was really nice not having these infections in kids. Um, And it's really awful having them um, at at this level now. So, uh, and, you know, they, they are coming. The RSV vaccine should be out in 
for kids, maybe a couple of years. For older adults, maybe next year. Um, and that will be great. And there's a lot of work going on on new influenza vaccines, taking advantage of of all of the work that was done for COVID vaccines. So it, it really is a measure of how great it's going to be when we have good vaccines um, for both kids and adults to protect them from flu and RSV. Indeed. And, and I mean, you know, for right now, you know, the influenza vaccine appears to be a pretty good match uh, for what's circulating, but we, we do have low uptake, it seems. Yeah. And that's a, you know, the, the problem with our influenza vaccine at the moment uh, is that it's not a great vaccine. It is a lot better than nothing. Okay. So no question that every year influenza vaccine saves a lot of lives in Canada and a lot of illness. Um, but because I, I think uptake is low this year for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it's always a bit lower because we have this interesting expectation that vaccines work all the time. So people look at me and they say, well, I'm going to get the flu vaccine because it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you'll take medication for your blood pressure and statins for your cholesterol and all these other preventive things we do that don't work 100% of the time. You know, I get in my car, I put my seatbelt on every time I get in the car. Okay. It's not going to stop me from 100% from dying in a car accident, right? It's going to reduce it significantly, but it's not going to work 100% of the time. And that's what flu vaccine is like. But it's somehow really hard for us to wrap our heads around that. Um, and so we, we have difficulty. And the second thing about flu vaccine, which is also kind of interesting, is that when we haven't had much influenza the year before, our rates always go down next year. So if we have this short-term memory when it's been a really bad year, we say, oh, don't want that to happen again. I'll get my flu shot. When it's been quiet, we tend not to. Yeah. So this business of having to get your flu shot every year is tiresome for people, right? It's just it, it's inconvenient. People just don't get around to it. Um, so our flu vaccination rates are are particularly low this year, I think because there's not been much flu around for the last couple of years. And so people are just not paying attention. Interesting point. We'll leave it on on that and uh, see what uh, awaits us in the coming weeks and months here. But do appreciate the insight, Dr. McGear. Thanks for joining us here today. Pleasure to talk to you. Take care. All the best. Uh, Dr. Allison McGear, infectious disease specialist, microbiologist at the Sinai Health Systems uh, in Toronto. So some uh, insight from her on why, you know, this has been a tough year, especially for kids when it comes to uh, all of these viruses. Some encouraging signs that things are starting to turn in the right direction, but there still could be some ups and downs as we navigate uh, the next few months here. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.